Do you know what I'm in the mood to watch? Robots. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about let's talk about robots. <laughs> Drop in. I'm Sign. I'm Jim Michael. I'm Salem. The guest. The guest. Yeah. So we just watched robots. Yes, we did. And this is you're just gonna hear our thoughts about it. Yeah. So such the movie, movie it's such really just such a great the movie feel opens. good. <laughs> so so birds. Basically well, not birds. great spring day. Um I mean, it reinforces what's his name? What's his name? Roddy Copperbottom's dad. Uh, Mr. Let's just call him Mr. Copperbottom. Yeah, so Mr. Yeah, Copperbottom yeah. finds out he's gonna be a dad. They get home. They make the baby. They literally make it because it's a robot. Don't worry. Don't worry. PG. PG. Yeah. Um. They make the baby. Um. Rodney grows into his hand-me-downs each time from his like family. Every time he gets older. Yeah. Hand-me-down parts. That's that's a very grow. interesting concept. Because metal can't grow. Yeah. That's true. Correct. Yeah. Yes. I also like in the beginning scenes, it points out a truth that most movies mm, don't point the out. Deep truth that birds aren't real. Birds are yeah. not real. They are government spies. Preach. Government drones. Drones. My the bad. like, there's only one remaining cockatoo left. <laughs> right, and that's in an Area 51 facility. That's right, and the, this all happened in 2001. It's Correct. in. And it's in. It's, this is. This was at the very. The very yeah. end of all the transitions. So we're just spreading awareness, of, but also of birds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, so Back he grows story. up. His dad is a is a is a dishwasher, basically. Literally, his stomach is like he washes dishes at a restaurant. What's the restaurant called? Uh, it was called. Uh, I'll shoot it to my notes. It was called Gunk's Greasy Spoon. Band name. Rodney yeah. is fascinated by this main guy who's kind of the head of the head of culture, robot culture, I'd say. Yeah. He was the forerunner yeah. of um, inventions. You know, inventions. So he, right. his name was Big Weld. Mm. Yeah. Shout out to Marcus. It's <laughs> <laughs> my friend. It's a long story. Um, so Big Weld, he's an inventor. He lives in the big city. Rodney Copperbottom watches his show, loves it, wants to be an inventor, right? As a little yeah. kid. As a as little a kid. Little, little. So as he grows up. He's like trying to invent this thing to help his dad. Right. To help his dad at his at his job because his job is just really just difficult. His boss yeah. is awful. Yeah. You know. So he makes this thing. He makes this little cute robot. Out um, of a coffee pot. Yep. Yeah. Um, It works. But it's shy. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's which, a very shy robot. Which, what are we doing? Uh, robots, <laughs> <laughs> Why are we doing this? It's fine. So, robots. It's, 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 <laughs> so the robots are shy. Yeah. No, no, the the idea of a shy robot is is interesting. Or or like, how, is Mister Copperbottom insecure about giving his son hand downs? I mean, it sure looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So basically. You know, they're a poor family. Yeah. And his his Rodney's dad, Mr. Copperbottom, is awesome. And he is running out of parts because he's old. And so he's kind of having to keep himself together with duct tape. So basically, Rodney goes to the city. The big the, the big city. The, the apple city. that's the not an apple. 
Yeah. Um, to show his invention to Big Weld because Big because Weld has open doors, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he wants yeah. to know your invention. He puts value on the invention and the idea um, over the the, the societal uh, standards of standards wealth. Of wealth. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, so basically, he gets there, and this corrupt guy is running Big Weld. He kicked Ratchet. Ratchet. The antagonist of the movie. Ratchet is trying to rid uh, society of ideas and make it to where he's canceling, he's discontinuing all of the spare parts. Yes. So that the only way to basically survive as a robot is, is to, to buy, buy parts from him, to buy upgrades. Right. The really nice upgrades is Apple, is Apple right. products mm-hmm. in general. Yes, they have yep. us by our throat. Yeah, and they, Amazon, Amazon is Rodney Copperbottom. <laughs> <laughs> How's Amazon Rodney? Because they sell everything. <laughs> right? I mean, kind of. Kind of. I mean, they're still, they're still, it's still Amazon. It's Anyways, like I yeah. think it breaks down after <laughs> no, the antagonist is Rodney Copperbottom is your local thrift store. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we should read into it that much. <laughs> like we're already reading into it too far. All right. <laughs> it's, you know what? It's hard to find deep meaning off of a movie based off of robots. Um, but here we are. Long story short. The good guys win, <laughs> the bad guys lose. Classic. Uh, Robin Williams is f- so funny. Phenomenal. Yeah. Always. Fender Always. is the best character and also, in the movie, for sure. Any movie where Obi-Wan plays a droid, essentially, is, is, uh, is a good movie. Fair mm. play. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play. Nailed the head on the coffin. <laughs> yeah, shout out to... Wait, you said to, to, when I said nail the head on the coffin. That's kind of... Morbid. Morbid, low-key. Not if it's a robot. Not if it's a robot. <laughs> I would just really like to share... Um, there's this uh, author who wrote a bunch of like fairy tales, but he also wrote some more serious stuff. And his name is George MacDonald. And you probably haven't heard of him, but if you have, he was kind of the mentor, maybe mentor from afar of C.S. Lewis, which you probably have heard of. Um, And C.S. Lewis puts together an anthology of George MacDonald. And I'm going to quote from that three times um, while I'm talking. But this first one just really struck me. This life, this kingdom of God, this simplicity of absolute existence is hard to enter. How hard? As hard as the master of salvation could find words to express the hardness. I repeat, I'm going to repeat that again. As hard as the master of salvation could find words to express the hardness. And that's George MacDonald. Um, and I kind of wanted to talk about like... And, and obvious, uh, or not obviously to everyone, but uh, that he's referring to the story of the rich young ruler when, whenever um, the rich guy comes up and he asks, like, how can I be, be in the kingdom of heaven? And he says, well, just do, uh, do the commandments, which is, uh, I could talk about how odd an, an answer that is from Jesus, um, but I'm not going to talk about that. Um, what I'm going to talk about is, he's like, I've, I've done these things. 
And then Jesus responds, there's one, there's one other thing that you got to do. Go sell everything you have and give it to the poor. And I've, I've heard a lot of people kind of like preach on this. Um, and one of my biggest pet peeves is when people immediately try to write off that you don't have to do this because you don't see Jesus apologetic about what he says. But for some reason, we feel like we have to be apologetic about what Jesus says. And I think we, we, we go into error there. Mm-hmm. And so I think whenever he, whenever Jesus says intense things like that, it should be left intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been a, a lot of people to comment on this and be like, well, Jesus didn't ask all of his disciples to sell everything they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard, uh, I can't remember who wrote it, but I, I heard an amazing quote one time. It says, uh, Jesus did not telling everyone to sell all they have only brings comfort to the kind of people that he would tell to go sell everything they have. <laughs> oh, Matthew chapter six nineteen through 24. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, your, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body, so if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for there he will hate the one and then love the other. Or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. And I, I love this verse because, like, whether whether you want it or not, you're serving. You have to pick between God or money. You and mm-hmm. and you can kind of like replace money with a lot of things, but I think specifically money is a great inspir like, uh, in an, almost in a in a negative way, an inspiration for us. Like we we think that money is the end goal a lot of the time. Um, and it just talks about how it, it eats into us. I think one of the things to remember is that like what you desire affects who you become. For instance, like in Romans 12 too, it says, um, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Um, what's cool about that verse to me is that God doesn't meet you in a neutral zone. Like I think some of us read Romans 12 too, and it says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed as be transformed by God. It's like, that's not what it says. It says you are being conformed to this world and you need to do a 180 turn and walk the other way and you have mm-hmm. to make some difference. Uh, does that make sense? So yeah, like, yeah, that's good. So he doesn't catch you in, in a neutral zone. You're being conformed to something and what you desire and what you put your ultimate trust in is who you're becoming. George MacDonald again says this, what is with the treasure must fare as the treasure. The heart which haunts the treasure house, where the moth and rust corrupt, where the moth and rust corrupt, will be exposed to the same ravages as the treasure. Many a man, many a woman, fair and flourishing to see, is going about with a rusty, moth-eaten heart within the form of strength or beauty. And he captured this that so beautifully that like, what you want, what you have, whatever, whatever's agonizing on your heart is turning you into something. Mm-hmm. And and I think that can, like, I think sometimes you're like, well, if I got the thing, then the transformation would be done and I can make my work back back <laughs> to the cross kind of. But um, I, I think that's funny because, like, like, even if you don't get the thing, it's turned you into something needy. Yeah, and for sure. It leaves you in unwanted. And you see so many people that, like, they live their life hoarding things. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, like, 
good Christian people and they're, they're striving after God, but then there's a part of them that needs to hoard everything that they own. And there's this idea that what, if I keep things, I won't get hurt. And, and I think that's a, a part of what this verse is getting at. Mm-hmm. And then even on the opposite side, there's this, uh, I can't remember his name, but one of the big oil tycoons a long time ago, he said, uh, someone asked him, so like how much money would be enough? And he, his famous answer was just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, and so we all find ourselves in want. There's mm-hmm. no secret dollar yeah. amount. My fit, one of my favorite, um, lines by King's Kaleidoscope is <laughs> Judas, though Judas sold you for 30. I would have done it for less is, is, is pretty, but it, it, it bites a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, this earlier this week, back to like, like kind of my, my stress about the week is I was just thinking about money and I was sitting, um, on my like little porch patio area and I was sitting with my journal open and God was like, write down everything you want. And I was like, cool. And so I just wrote down like a bunch of stuff that I, that I kind of want. That would be nice. And I, then it was like, okay, so what do you want to do with your life? And I wrote down like the dream scenario, like all that kind of stuff. And then he like very like aggressively was just like, will this make you happy? And when God does it to you, you want to answer honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I did it and I was like, probably not. Like I, I've had, I've made like hundreds of those lists, whether I wrote them down or not all throughout my life of like, mm. if I got this one thing, I'd be happy. I got this one thing. I wouldn't mm. be happy. If I just got this job security, I would be happy. If I just got this dollar amount, I would be happy and secure. If I just got whatever it may be. And yet I always find myself in want. What is with the treasure must fare as the treasure. And so where are you at right now? Mm. It's just an it's an amazing question. Where are you where are you sitting with? Are you sitting with the treasure? Or are you are you trying to commune with God mm. and when he answers mm. for you? And the stark contrast is beautiful. It says you cannot serve God and money. And so the question is, are you sitting with God or are you sitting with money? Mm. And and it's Ooh. a it's a really good, good question. Especially for like this time. Oh, that's yeah. a really good word. We're, we're in such a greedy mentality of like everybody wants something, mm-hmm. whether it be a wholesome thing or something that serves flesh. We're all in need of something. And when we don't get it, we, you know, hiss a fit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's just really good. Yeah. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Awesome. And the last George McDonald quote I told you I was going to give you three. Tomorrow makes today's whole head sick, its whole heart faint. When we should be still, sleeping, or dreaming, we are fretting about an hour that lies a half sun's journey away. Mm. Not doest so, thou Lord, thou dost the work of thy father. Or as Master Uguay says, (laughs) (laughs) yesterday is history. Tomorrow's a mystery. Today's a gift. That is why they call it a present. Alright, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for tuning in to Eavesdropping. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out to the moms. Shout out to the drones. Government drones. Yeah, shout out to the person who made these sick beats. Gunk's greasy spoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We love you guys. Shout out to Jesus. Yeah. Yes, amen. Share this with your friends. Yep. Yep. All of them. All, All of them. them. All of the two that you have, yeah. you lame person. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see y'all All next right. time. Bye. See ya. Bye. <laughs>